0: I was finally going to put everything I had learned over the past two years about digital marketing into practice, and I was pretty excited about that. My launch started showing problematic symptoms early, but I had a lot of faith in the process. I was holding out hope for that promised six-figure launch. 14 people signed up for my webinar, and exactly zero showed up. Needless to say, I didn't make many sales. In fact, by the end of the whole launch, not a single person had purchased. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. I'm currently on the journey to build a million dollar online business, and journey is truly the only way I can describe it. I expected that growing my business would be a lot of hard work, tough decisions, and at least a few late nights. But what has surprised me the most is what a journey of personal growth it's turned out to be. In fact, I'd go as far as saying that the lessons I've learned from my entrepreneurial failures have been as valuable as the rewards I've received from the successes. And in this new series, Zero to One Million, I'm sharing those lessons with you. This first season of three episodes focuses on lessons I learned while struggling to earn my first $1,000. While this was the smallest increment of money, compared to the climb to 10000 then 100000 hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, 500000 and finally 1000000 it took me the longest amount of time to earn it. Over three years. I attribute that to two causes. First, getting momentum to go from the standstill of $0 to earning anything at all is tough. And second... I did everything wrong. But like I said, every mistake I made taught me something and made me a better, more successful entrepreneur today. So if right now you happen to be struggling to just get your business off the ground and earn your first few dollars, know that you aren't alone and that those struggles you're having today can really work out for good in the long run. I'm looking forward to sharing with you some of the mistakes that I made and what I learned through them so that hopefully you can get the benefits without a few of the struggles. The year was 2016, and I was ready to launch my online business. I'd been teaching music lessons for the past 10 years, and it was time things changed i had finally discovered what I was most passionate about, what I really wanted to be when I grew up, and I was ready to step into that new career. Over the previous several months, I'd built a list of 1,000 email subscribers for another business venture, and now that I'd started my digital marketing business list, that was quickly growing as well. I wanted to turn my knowledge into a source of income, and creating an online course about list building seemed like a great way to do that. So, I spent the next two months planning, recording, and editing video lessons, creating worksheets, writing launch emails, and planning a webinar. I was finally going to put everything I had learned over the past two years about digital marketing into practice, and I was pretty excited about that. My launch started showing problematic symptoms early, but I had a lot of faith in the process. I was holding out hope for that promised six-figure launch. 14 people signed up for my webinar and exactly zero showed up. Needless to say, I didn't make many sales. In fact, by the end of the whole launch, not a single person had purchased. So what went wrong? I had studied digital marketing so much at this point, and I mean, to be honest, even in retrospect, I did a lot of things right with this launch, but there were three big mistakes that I made that caused it to be a complete and utter failure, at least in terms of revenue. Once I fixed those mistakes though, I was able to have successful launches. In fact, at this point, I've gone on to earn hundreds of thousands of dollars with launching online products, using very similar methods to what I did during this first failed launch. So let's get into it and talk about these three big mistakes that I made that caused this first launch and the next couple that followed to fail. So the very first mistake that I made was that I went into it with completely the wrong mindset. I thought that I was launching a product, but in reality, what I at least should have been doing through this process was simply trying to validate my product. See, I hadn't validated the idea of my product yet at all I had no proof that anyone actually wanted it and I didn't really know the motivations that they had for wanting it if they did in fact want it and so that meant I didn't know how to sell it to them because I didn't have proof that there was demand for the product I was really putting a lot at risk by spending all the time creating the product and all the time doing a big full-on launch when I didn't have any any proof at all, any evidence that I was going to get any results. So what I really needed to do before I tried to do this big launch was do a much smaller scale launch of sorts, a beta launch, if you want to call it that and find out, do people want this product? How much are they interested in paying for it? How much is it worth to them? Why did they want it? And once I understood their motivation, then that would enable me to effectively craft sales messages so that I could sell it. See, because I hadn't had any conversations with people who might be interested in this product, I didn't really know where they were coming from, and I couldn't have a meaningful conversation with them about why they might want to purchase it. And of course, if I don't even know why they might want to purchase it, then how could I convince them that they should purchase it? How could I have that conversation with them? I couldn't. So that was the first really big mistake that I made. And I also wanna mention here that because I had that wrong mindset, because I thought I was launching, like I full on thought I was launching rather than validating, which is what I should have been doing, I saw this launch as a failure and it certainly was in terms of revenue, in terms of sales, but if I had seen it as a validation process, if I had seen it as a beta launch, then I wouldn't have seen it as a failure because the point of a validation process is to figure out whether or not people want your product. It's to learn. And I learned a whole lot in that first failed launch. I learned a whole lot about what was resonating with people and what wasn't. So I would have seen this as a success, really. I would have discovered people don't want this or at least they don't want it in the way I'm selling it. But instead, I saw it as a failure. Okay, so the second mistake that I made, the second mistake was that I was missing some of the most important puzzle pieces that you need in order to be able to sell products online. So let's talk about what those puzzle pieces are. There are three essential puzzle pieces you have to have. And if you're missing even one of them, you cannot make sales online or offline. So the first essential puzzle piece is a product. Now, I had a product, but it can't just be any product. It has to be a product that there is demand for. You could have a random product that you're selling that maybe perhaps is a piece of art that you think is wonderful, but nobody else likes. Nobody's going to buy it, no matter how persuasive you are, no matter how much every other aspect of your business is perfectly the way that it should be. No one will buy it if they don't want it. And that doesn't just go for art. In fact, I would say it's probably even more true about something that's supposed to serve a practical purpose. But if nobody wants the outcome that that practical item creates, then they are not going to want to purchase the product. So that's the first thing that you need. You need a product that there is demand for. Like I said, I had a product, but I hadn't validated the demand. So who's to say whether or not there was demand for it? But I kind of had that thing, kind of. Number two is you have to have people. In order to sell something, there has to be someone there to buy it. So you need to have some sort of audience, I'll say loosely. It doesn't necessarily have to be a large following on social media, but you need to have access to some people, some people there who you can have a conversation with about your product. If you don't tell anyone about your product, then they won't know about it and they're not going to purchase it if they don't know about it. So one of the biggest mistakes that I made with this launch was that I did not know nearly enough people. I had a tiny, tiny following on social media, but they were not engaged. They weren't really responding to me in any other way. So why would I expect that they would respond to me when I tried to sell something? I did, but I shouldn't have. Um, So you have to have people who are actually listening to you and paying attention to you. Like it doesn't have to be a big following on social media. It could just be some friends that you know who are interested in that outcome. Or it could be a few people you met online in Facebook groups who are interested in that outcome that you're offering. But you need to have a group of people, however small or large that is, who want that product. We're gonna talk a little bit later on about launch math and how conversion rates normally work, How which will... Inform you how many people you need to be talking to in order to meet your sales goals. But I was honestly expecting I might earn thousands of dollars with this launch. I didn't think I'd probably earn six figures with the launch because I knew my audience was small, but I was definitely far overestimating how much I could earn because I didn't do the launch math. More on that later. So we're talking about the three essential puzzle pieces for making sales online. First is a product that there's demand for. Second is people who are interested in that product you're selling. And the third piece is a sales system. So a sales system is any process that you're going to use to communicate with the people about the product that you're selling and close the sale. This could be an automated webinar. We see that pretty commonly online. It also could be Facebook ads that take people to your Shopify store. It could be word of mouth and then a direct conversation with your prospect. It could be people walking down the street by your donut shop and seeing the donuts inside and walking inside to buy them. Sales processes can look like a lot of different things, but you need to have a sales process. Now, this one I was super strong on. In fact, this was one of the biggest problems with my launch was that I overemphasized just having a sales system and I underemphasized figuring out that there was demand for my product and then having the people. So I was too sales focused. Now, I see that most entrepreneurs, when they're first trying to sell something, a big problem that they face is that they're... overly focused on one aspect and they forget about one or two other aspects so for example they might be super focused on the product this is like the inventor entrepreneur they come up with this product they think it's amazing they think the world needs this and then they wonder why people aren't buying it because it's so amazing but they forgot that they need to tell people about it and they need a system that sells it Or some people are really people focused and really relationship focused. And so they just focus on building a big uh, audience on social media and on networking on social media. And they make a lot of connections and have a lot of relationships. And that's awesome and that can Any one of these pieces, the product, the people, or the sales systems can be the foundation on which you build the other pieces of your business on. But if you just stay focused on the people and you never go on to create a product or build a sales system, you're not going to make money either. And then, of course, if you have just a sales system, then you have the situation that I had. So, That was my second mistake. I didn't have all three puzzle pieces. And I would go so far as to say that most entrepreneurs who aren't successfully launching, aren't successfully able to sell their product, it's because they are missing one of these different pieces of the process, or they at least aren't strong enough in one of them. Okay, so moving on, the third mistake that I made was I was using the wrong tactics for selling to a small audience. I didn't have a big audience. I was selling to a tiny audience. And my launch was a complete failure, but it didn't have to be. I should have been much stronger in the people department. I should have worked harder at building my audience and generating leads. But even if I didn't do that, I definitely could have made at least a few sales had I used different selling tactics. Now, part of this stemmed from me not understanding launch math. I didn't understand how small conversion rates can be when you are using mass selling tactics. So what I mean by that is a lot of the time when you hear online marketing gurus talk about marketing strategies, um, they tell you about what they do and how many thousands or millions of dollars they generate with those tactics, but they don't talk so much about the tiny conversion rates that they see with those tactics. So for example, um, let's say that someone is doing a launch and they're using webinars and email. And so you just see that they ended up making six figures with their launch. But if you actually look at the numbers, what happened is they had an audience of hundreds of thousands of people and then a small fraction of their audience Let's say 3,000 people, so let's say that that is about 1% of their audience. 1% of their audience signed up for their webinars. Even though 3,000 people registered for their webinar, normally only about 30 to 50% of the people who register for your webinar show up. So let's say, you know, 30% show up or a little bit more here. So 1,000 people show up for their webinar. And then let's say 4% of people buy. That's pretty common for a live webinar. So 4% of 1,000 people buy. So that would mean they would end up making 40 sales. So they made 40 sales from their webinar. Let's say they're selling a $1,000 product. So that's $40,000 right there. And then they continue to market the product to the rest of their email list. And we were saying they had an audience of about 300,000 people. And so if they end up converting 1% of the rest of their list, which actually would be exceptionally high, half a percent is much more common with a large list. So let's say it was 1%. And so that would end up being 3,000 sales, the same number of people who signed up for their webinar. But like I said, probably more like half of that. So 1,500 people. So that ends up being a whole lot of sales right there, right? And so they end up making I mean, let me do some some quick quick math here. So we've got 300,000 people on their list. So not 1%, but Five. So 1,500 sales plus those original 40 sales they made plus 40. And so now times 1,000, they could end up making over a million dollars with this launch if they converted half a percent of their 300,000 list. But most of us do not have 300,000 people on our email list. Most of us, well, most new entrepreneurs have you know somewhere between zero and maybe 1,000 people on their list. So let's say you have about 300 people on your list, which I would say is very common for people who have been in business for maybe about a year and have been slowly building their list. You have 300 people on your email list. And then if you converted, let's just say half a percent of those people, so times half a percent would be one and a half sales. Okay, that's going to be very different. That means you're going to make one or two sales. And with a number that small, what ends up happening is that you might make one or two sales, but you also might make zero. And so you might make zero sales and think your launch is a complete failure, which in fact kind of is. But you might think that it's because your sales messages were all wrong. But it could be that it's not your sales messages at all. It's just that you're using tactics that tend to convert at a low rate, tend to convert at only about half a percent. And when your list is only 300 people, that's just one or two sales. And even if you're selling a thousand dollar product, that means you only end up making one or two thousand dollars, which probably is not exactly what you were hoping for. And it's also unfortunate because you could earn so much more than that with different tactics that are more focused on selling to a small audience so what are those tactics that work better for a small audience well the main idea behind all the tactics for selling to a small audience is that they are personal and they are direct so they are not strategies where you spew information at tons of people and try to warm them up in mass and then sell to them in mass. Instead, you have to talk one-on-one to individuals. And so that looks like emailing back and forth with people. It looks like asking people to engage with you in your DMs on Instagram. Or when you write a blog post or you make a video, you ask people to email you directly and then you respond to them personally. You have a personal sales conversation with them. What does that mean? That means that they email you about something. They have a question or they are looking to do something and they're not sure how. And you talk to them about what they really want to accomplish, why they want to accomplish that, why that is meaningful to them, what is standing in their way of getting that outcome that they want. And then if your product could help them get the outcome they want, you explain to them how your product works and how it can get them the result they want. And that is a very persuasive conversation to have. Now, the reason why this works there's two reasons why this works so much better and converts at such a higher percentage rate. And when I say a much higher percentage rate, I mean instead of closing half a percent of your leads, you end up closing about 50% of your leads. And that is a big difference. I believe that that is a hundredfold difference, a very significant difference. So, Why does that work so well? Well, first of all, you have established rapport with that person. You are building a much stronger relationship with them. So they have a lot more trust with you, trust in you, and they're much more likely to buy for that reason. But also, you are able to coach the sale. You are able to speak to their own actual unique objections. You are able to talk to them about their own unique particular goals and you are able to explain the product to them and answer all the questions they have about it. On the other hand, when you try to sell in mass, what you are essentially doing is you are answering the most common objections. You are Uh, talking about some of the most common goals and you are explaining your product in a general sense and answering some common questions. But you are going to be missing out on all of the sales that need a little bit more information. All of the leads who have a few more questions or have slightly different objections or have slightly different goals or don't fully understand your explanation of the product and thus have a few more questions. All of those people you will not close the sale with. When you're selling in mass, you just have to sacrifice those sales for the sake of making the larger bulk of the sales. If you try to talk to each and every one of those 300,000 people, you can't. And so you're only able to close still a small number of sales. So you go for the bulk approach instead. Okay, that was a lot about that. (laughs) Kind of got got off on a tangent there, but... The big mistake I made, going back to, to where we were, the big mistake I made was I was using the wrong tactics to, sm- to sell to a small audience. And if you want to sell at much higher percentage rates, have much higher conversion rates with your launch, you need to use tactics that are personal and direct, both for the trust aspect and also so that you can cater the sales message to each individual lead.
1: The episode you're currently listening to was originally offered as a live stream inside Startup Society, our training program for digital entrepreneurs. Each week in the program, Gillian teaches a live workshop for startup members, including a teaching segment like what you're listening to right now, a tutorial segment that demonstrates how to take action on the lesson, and an open Q&A period where Gillian and guest experts work directly with each member. Members also get access to Startup Society's library of business training courses, monthly co-working sessions, and other events, and our private community forum. If you're looking for affordable business training, mentorship and accountability, then visit startupsociety.com forward slash podcast to learn more about the program and apply to join. Now here's Gillian with the rest of today's episode.
0: so those are my three big mistakes let's recap real quick the first one was i went into it the wrong mindset i thought i was launching when i should have been just validating it should have been a beta launch not a full launch and that led me to think that my launch had been a failure when instead it should have been a learning process Second, I didn't have all three necessary puzzle pieces. I needed to have a product, people, and a sales system, but I was far too focused on the sales system. And then third, I was using the wrong tactics to sell to a small audience. So now I want to talk to you about a few tips for getting your product successfully off the ground. First, As I mentioned earlier, if you need to have the right mindset, the very first time that you are selling a product, I don't want you to try to do a big full on launch, even if you truly believe in the product and you're so excited about it. I want you to keep things small and focus on validating your product idea doing just a simple beta launch, having one-on-one sales conversations with people so that you can focus on learning rather than on just trying to generate revenue. Now, I wanna emphasize, or I wanna mention at least here that revenue is an important metric and that can be a metric that contributes to your learning. So when you see the sales that come in or the sales that don't, you will pay attention to that revenue number and that's going to give you information. But the point here, the goal isn't just making money, The goal is learning from whether or not you make money and how much money you make. And then I also want to mention here that you are in the validation stage until you've made at least your first five to 10 sales. So it's not just the first time you launch, you need to be validating. And then whatever happens in that validation process, then next time you're launching. No, 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 no. The first time you are launching, you're you're validating, you're testing out your product idea. If your test is successful and you discover that there is lots of demand for your product and the sales systems and tactics that you tried worked really well and people were really interested and lots of people bought, okay, awesome. Then you can move on to setting up an evergreen funnel and just putting this on launch mode. But most of the time, that's not what happens. Most of the time when you test, most of the things you tested don't work out the first time. Often, I would say most commonly, one aspect of it will work out. Like maybe you do a free training as part of your validation process and tons of people sign up for the free training. And so that tells you people are interested in this topic and perhaps even are interested in the outcome, but then nobody buys your product. Okay, well, that gives you information as well. That means either the price point wasn't right because they were interested in the information when it was free, but they weren't interested in it when they had to pay for it or something about your messaging and the way you sold it was wrong. Okay, so whenever you do the testing process, you're going to learn some things that work and some things that didn't work. You need to keep testing until you're getting everything working well enough that you've made at least five to 10 sales. And I would say that you're seeing some decent conversion rates where you know that when you get a lead, you are able to convert a certain percentage of those leads. Maybe it is 10%, maybe it's 20%, maybe it's 50%. It kind of depends on the sales uh, tactics that you're using, what you could expect. And it also depends on the price point and who you're selling it to. Okay, my next tip for you for successfully getting your product off the ground is to use launch math to set realistic expectations. So you need to run the numbers. What conversion rates are you actually expecting? How many people are on your list? So you take your list size, let's say you have 200 people on your list and you're going to be selling something to them. If you're just sending them emails, I would expect to convert something like half a percent of them. And so your launch math would just be 200 times half a percent you could only really expect to make one sale. On the other hand, if you're going to personally talk to each and every one of those 200 people, and they are all very qualified leads, then you could expect to convert about 50% of them. So you need to think about your sales tactics you're using, and you need to run the numbers. And if you're not satisfied with the outcome, like let's say 200 leads, you're gonna convert them at half a percent, you're going to make one sale, you want to make more than one sale, then you need to do some extra work. You either need to go out and put out a lot more content into the world or run a lot of ads to build your list so you have more leads to sell to, or you need to try some different sales tactics. Instead of just sending a series of emails, you need to do some live teaching and some live selling. Or I would, what I would most recommend is that you would personally connect with each of these people. In that situation, I would recommend going with, the more direct selling route rather than just trying to go out and build your audience immediately because you haven't validated your product idea yet. And so if you just try to go out and find a lot more people, You might find out that, sure, now you have a lot of people, but you don't have a product people actually want. And so you might be attracting the wrong people. So I would focus first on the selling tactics and on actually getting those first sales and then later work on building your audience once you've validated your product. And then my final tip for you, when you are trying to successfully get your product off the ground, is to not do too much work up front. As you heard in my story, I built an entire course and built out an entire sales funnel, including writing a bunch of emails and planning and executing a webinar, which is no small feat. And I did all of that only to find out that it seemed like nobody wanted my product, or at least I didn't know how to sell my product. So all that work ended up being wasted. You should not do that when you are first testing out a product. You should make the minimum viable version of your product, the smallest version of your product, the easiest, simplest version of your product that could work. And for a lot of you who are selling some sort of digital information type product, you can sell your product before you even create it and then you can present it live or you can create it after it is sold. Now, this is done all the time where companies pre-sell products, whether it's a physical product or a digital product, and then after people have bought, then they're actually creating the product and delivering it. The most important thing with this is just that you are completely upfront about when the product will actually be delivered so that people don't think that they're going to get something instantly, only to find out after handing over their money that they're not going to see it for another month because that is going to have a negative impression on that customer right at the beginning which is really not what you want. So make sure you are completely up front and try using that tactic. Another option would be to not create a product at all but to offer your your product idea as a service or as coaching or consulting instead so that it's something you're actually going to just be doing with the person because then you don't have to create it at all until you're right there with them long after they have paid for the product. So just to give you an example, let's say with my list building course, for example, I wanted to teach people how to build their email list instead of creating this course And then trying to sell it, I could have sold list building consulting services and offered to teach people one-on-one how to build their lists. That could have been a great option. Or I could have offered a done-for-you list building service where I help you build your list or build your list for you. And in that way, I could have tested out the idea, the product idea, in the sense that I'm testing out the end result that the product creates and figured out if there was demand for that before I tried to create this digital product that took a lot of upfront work.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Before we wrap this up, listen into to this question a Startup Society member asked during the live stream.
0: James said, I'm about to launch a new course and have been tempted to build out a complicated sales system and such first. We'll wait on that for now. Yes, James, I would definitely recommend waiting on that and going through the validation process using those personal and direct selling tactics. Uh, doing market research first. Market research can really serve two purposes where you are interviewing people who are interested in that outcome, you're learning more about them and you can also start to build the relationships that can lead to some sales. So I'd highly recommend doing that before you build out an automated sales process. Um, When you want to take things more mass scale, what I'd recommend that you do is doing some live workshops where you sell to groups live and you know plan. Dif- you can do those kind of more I would say like quick and dirty in the sense that you can plan the workshop do the workshop see what worked see what didn't and then try that again without having to build out all the tech for a, an automated sales funnel you could also try doing sort of like a flash sale where you just send a few emails and the product is only available for a few days but again you haven't had to build out the whole system Amy asked, is a webinar still a good place to start even if you're using more personal or direct tactics for a small audience? There's nothing wrong with starting with a webinar, Amy. I wouldn't say that it should be the very first step. I would definitely encourage you to have some sort of sales conversation with some people before you are teaching a webinar because you won't know what common questions they have or what common objections they have until you are having a two-way conversation with someone. So I would highly encourage you to find a few people who are interested in the outcome your product offers and then actually have that conversation with them about what is your specific goal? Why do you want that goal? What is standing in your way of getting that outcome that you want? And then once you've had that conversation, then you can use a lot of the questions they asked and the comments they made to figure out exactly what your webinar should cover. Personally, I wouldn't recommend using the webinar as the very first starting place, but you certainly can do it early on and even when your list is still small. Tomlin asked, exactly how effective are live workshops for growing your list? Tomlin, they can be very effective, but it's not so much the webinar that grows your list as it is how you market the webinar. So, in order to grow your list with a webinar, you have to have some way to promote it. You could promote it with paid ads, you could promote it organically on your website, you could promote it uh, using affiliates. So what I mean by that is like team up with other people who have similar audiences to you or a similar audience to the people you want to attract. This is often called a joint venture webinar and promoting a webinar in any of these ways can be a great list builder. So with ads, the webinar is something that people want to sign up for and so you can get people to sign up for your email list and also have the opportunity to sell to them or with promoting it on your website. It's essentially being an opt-in offer. It's something people can sign up to get access to. And then you have their email address also. And joint ventures are a great way to get exposure to a bunch of People who are your target customers build your list and have the opportunity to sell to them. So it works really well. But the trick is that um, each of these promotional tactics has its challenges. So ads obviously are going to cost you some money and I don't want you to invest too much money in your idea until it has been validated. So if you have some money to play with, you could invest a couple hundred dollars into ads. Just know that you are gambling. Okay, if you are spending money on ads for a sales process or a product that is not yet tested and proven, you are gambling with that money. And if you're okay with that, then you're okay with that. And it can produce really good results and it can be a fast way to test drive your idea, but it is not going to uh, produce any sort of sure results. If you promote on your website, that can work great if you have a lot of traffic to your website. But if you don't have much traffic to your website, then it's not going to create very big results. And then the joint ventures, that can be a really good opportunity as well. The trouble is sometimes securing those joint ventureships can be challenging. So just getting people interested in doing that with you can be challenging, especially when you have an untested product idea or especially an untested webinar and sales process, most people won't be very interested in teaming up with you in that way until you have some sort of proven process and proven product. Can you relate to my disappointment? Maybe because you've tried launching before and it was a big flop? If so, I'd like to tell you a little about our signature business accelerator program, Validate. If you need to test your business idea, ensure there's real demand for your product, and figure out how to sell it, then Validate is the program for you. We'll spend eight weeks working together to beta launch your product, earn your first thousand dollars, and get you the proof you need that you're on the right track. Validate is a live accelerator program and it's starting again in just a few weeks. If you'd like to join us, then head to gillianperkins.com slash validate to learn more and sign up now. Again, that's gillianperkins.com slash validate. We'd love to work with you and help your business get off to an amazing start. Here's to your success. All right. Well, that is everything for today. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you found this episode helpful and you would like to participate live in future recording sessions, then be sure to visit StartupSociety.com slash podcast to learn more about all the benefits of membership and apply to join. And finally, it would be a big help if you left Work Less, Earn More a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will this help us reach more people, but it's also going to give you the chance to potentially win a 12-month membership to Startup Society. All you need to do to enter is post your review on Apple Podcasts, then email a screenshot to contact at gillianperkins.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Now let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.